Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it Money Pit is presented by the Angie app, Bank of America, and Aero Fasteners. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, what are you guys working on this weekend? If it's your house, you're in exactly the right place. It could be your condo, your co-op, or your yurt, too. Those all count. But if you're doing a project around the place you call home and you need some help getting it done, that's what we do on The Money Pit. We give you expert tips and advice to help you tackle those to-dos with confidence. If you've got a to-do in mind, we'd love to help. You can get in touch with us by calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT or posting your questions to moneypit.com. Hey, coming up on today's show, July and August are really tough months to keep your lawn looking green. So we thought it's a good time to share some tips to help you keep that lawn healthy during the droughts or the water restrictions if you're facing those in your neck of the woods. And also ahead, drain clogs can be a real hassle, usually because they happen at the least convenient moment, but they don't have to be complicated to free up. We're going to share some quick solutions to get things flowing. And if you love to grow herbs in your garden for cooking, it turns out that many of the most popular herbs can also be used as herbal medicines. We're going to share a few of the most popular recipes. But most importantly, we're here to help you take on the projects that you want to get done around your house and to give you some free tools to help. We've got up for grabs this hour a pneumatic brad nailer from Arrow Fastener, and it's a great prize worth 55 bucks. So give us a call right now. We want to hear your question at one eight 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 Money Pit or post your questions to moneypit.com. Let's get going. Leslie, who's first? Heading to Ohio, we've got Jeff on the line. Jeff, what's going on with your tub? It's been draining slower and slower. I've tried snaking it and that hadn't helped any. Is there some sort of solvent that I can put down there to dissolve whatever is causing the clog? Mm-hmm. This is a really common problem, usually because in our tub drains, we usually get a lot of hair that <laughs> gets stuck in there. It's not just the ladies' hair. No, it's not. It's not. I'm not blaming the ladies. I didn't say it. I wasn't going there. So, I no. knew what you were going to. Well, well, you know, I will say that, you know, with having uh, two beautiful ladies in the house, I do notice a little bit more after they <laughs> take their showers than other times. But, you know, listen, if I had more hair, I'd probably leave more in the drains, or maybe that's where my hair went. Who knows? <laughs> But you know what, um, Leslie, it's not that not that uh, uncommon a situation when you get hair in those drains. And there's a couple of things that you can do, Jeff. So first of all, what you could do is get a snake, which is a type of drain cleaner that's designed for tub drains. And here's what this kind of snake looks like. You imagine a comb, like a long comb with the tines on both sides of it. That's what it looks like. It's about an inch, inch and a half wide, 
and it has these little tines on both sides, little fingers that stick out, and it's designed to pull hair out of drains just like that. It's just long enough to go down the drain, get in the trap, and then you pull it back up. I've used these things for years and pulled gobs and gobs of hair out of drains with them and saved myself a lot of money on plumbers I didn't have to hire. The other trick of the trade is if you happen to own a wet, dry vacuum, a shop vac that can handle like you know pretty big suction and handle water as well as debris, a little trick of the trade is you can carry it upstairs, turn it on, and then take that shop vac and suck the hair up and the water up out of the drain. I've used that successfully many times to loosen things up and pull it up. And then sometimes between that and my little snake trick, I clean them every single time. Yeah, you talk about putting something down the drain, that would be a chemical drain cleaner. You got to be really careful with that stuff. If you splash it on you, it's going to burn. It could get in your eyes. It can rot out your pipe. So I would try these sort of mechanical ways first. And I think that's going to solve it for you. Dixie in Illinois has a question regarding a crack in the basement and the possibility of it caving in. Um, Dixie, are you calling us from like a pile of rubble or are you just concerned? <laughs> I'm actually concerned um, because uh, it started out with just hairline um, cracks, you know, following along the concrete blocks. And there's there's cracks in each corner of the foundation above ground as well as these cracks in the walls below in the basement. But the uh, cracks are getting bigger and bigger. I mean, there's some of them that are gaping, you know, like I want to even say an inch and a half, two inches. Um, you have you have an inch and a half crack? You mean width? It's open an inch and a half? Well, they are. Well, the, you can't see through the crack, but the walls are bending in. We've even put, like, reinforcements. All right, so, so horizontally, like the cracks are horizontal and they're bending in, Dixie? The, most of the ones that are bending in are horizontal. Yes, but the cracks do go up and down as well. All right, so you need to immediately contact a structural engineer and have the foundation inspected. This sounds serious. Uh, I can tell you that typically horizontal cracks are caused by frost heave, where the drainage conditions are poor at the outside of the house. Water collects there, soil freezes and pushes in. But you have that many cracks, and those cracks are, are, are that significant. You need not a contractor. I want you to find a structural engineer. You're just hiring this guy to inspect the home and prepare a report uh, discussing the condition of the foundation. And if repairs are needed, the engineer should uh, specify those repairs. Then you can bring a contractor in to follow the engineer's specification and make the repairs. And then finally, make sure you bring the structural engineer back to inspect and certify that they were done correctly. Because at this point, uh, unless you follow those steps just like that, you're going to have a serious deficit to the home value. So that's why if you have it inspected by a structural engineer, repaired by a contractor, per the engineer specs, and certified by the engineer as okay, you have kind of a pedigree for that repair you can pass on to future home buyers. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. About how do, how do you find a structural engineer? So there'll be local engineering companies. Um, you could also check the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors, ASHI, A-S-H-I dot org. Now, those guys will not necessarily be a structural engineer, but there may be an engineer among them that's also a home inspector. All right. Thank you very much, Dixie. I hope that helps you out. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. 
That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Well, guys, if you love tools like we do, you'll be very happy about today's giveaway. We've got the pneumatic brad nailer from Arrow Fastener to give away, plus a supply of nails to get you started. It's a great tool for most small trim and interior molding projects. It's easy to handle. It's durable. Its reloading is really super simple, and it's got non-marring rubber tips, so it protects the project surface, and most importantly, a contact safety to prevent misfires. It's worth 55 bucks. It's available at Walmart, Amazon, or Ace Hardware, but if you pick up the phone and call us, with your home improvement questions at 888-MONEYPIT or you post them to moneypit.com, we will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat and perhaps send you that arrow pneumatic nailer at the end of today's program. So give us a call right now with your questions at 1-888-MONEYPIT-666-3974. All right, now we're staying local for me. We've got Max in New York who just bought a really old home and he's trying to make it more energy efficient. What's going on, Max? My wife and I just bought a home that's 150 years old, and they had plaster and four different walls on it, and the exterior wall has, like, wooden boards that have enclosed low-end insulation, and I'm trying to figure out whether to open those boards up, take all that insulation out, and just put spray foam insulation in there, or should I just spray foam over boards that are holding the insulation in the exterior walls. Wow, 150 years old, Max. We definitely feel your pain because both Les and I own old homes. Mine is only 130 years old. I thought mine was old. Listen, if you've got uh, already have blown in insulation and you want you want to open those walls up because maybe you're doing other work, maybe you're replacing your old plaster. If you're going to have the walls open, I would definitely recommend spray foam insulation. It is far more efficient and effective than blown in because it not only insulates, it seals. And I used it in my attic and it made a huge difference. In fact, I just opened up, you know, the, the energy uh, company uh, for us, which is uh, PSE&G, they send you these um, updates once a month. And every time I look at mine, I have like average house in terms of energy efficiency and then my house. And my house is like half the average house now. And that's all because of the spray foam insulation. So I think whenever you have the opportunity to use spray foam, you definitely should do just that. In an old house, it's just chock full of gaps and holes and drafts. It can really drive your heating and your cooling bills up. It really provides a great solution to stop that from happening. Pam in Maryland, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Off of my master bedroom, it has a small deck out there. Um, apparently, the seal has broken. It's two pieces of glass that had some sort of, I don't know, some sort of thing inside of it, and it's now looking really milky. Um, I'm wondering if I can replace it by getting another glass door, or can I re- replace the glass alone? Okay, so what's happening is you have insulated glass, and that seal between the panes of glass is called swiggle. And when the swiggle fails, then moisture gets in there between the panes of glass, and then you get condensation, which is that white, milky, yucky appearance of the glass. Now, it impacts the energy efficiency you know, in some way. 
Um, but other than that, it's pretty much just cosmetic. And I say that because it's not an easy fix. You have to replace the sliding glass door or replace the glass, and it's probably less expensive to simply replace the door itself. You get a good quality Pella or Anderson sliding glass door there, and you're not going to have to worry about glass that fails for a very, very, very long time. And I think that that is probably the best way to attack that problem. Either live with it and accept the fact that it's going to be yucky looking, or replace it with a new good quality slider. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you for your help. You're welcome. Good luck with that project, Pam. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you think watering your lawn is wasteful, you are probably right because when, where, and how much water you use on your lawn can mean the difference between a lush lawn or an empty wallet. And it's very important to get the watering just right, especially this time of year. Yeah, so to cut costs without giving up the green lawns that we love, you want to water your lawn early in the day, and that's going to prevent evaporation. If you water at night and then leave the lawn wet, your grass could develop a fungal disease. Also, make sure that you adjust your sprinklers to avoid wasting water by having it directed away from your driveway and your sidewalks. Because the only thing that grows when you water your driveway or sidewalks is your water bill, right? (laughs) Very true. And quickly. And speaking of timing, timers are also important to use on your sprinkler system. Now, if you don't have a built-in sprinkler system, you can use a timer that will hook onto the end of your hose bib, and then your hose hooks up to that. Uh, And that'll tell you exactly how much water you are releasing. A good rule of thumb, though, is to make sure your lawn receives about one inch of water a week. So when you check the weather report, it usually tells you how many inches of water you had in a week. You can use that to judge how much additional water your lawn is going to need to stay healthy and green through these dog days of summer. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT. Joe in California is on the line with a leaky chimney. Tell us what's going on. Well, it's an old one from the 60s, I believe, but it was beautifully built. It's like 15 foot wide and... 
two stories up, and you know I'm on the second story. But it's uh, the, the water's going through the mortar coming in, and it's terrible. It's like a waterfall in the wintertime. <laughs> so you say the water's coming through the mortar. Do you know uh, for a fact that it's coming through in a particular place? Because generally when chimneys leak, there's two areas that we concentrate on. The first is the very top of the chimney. And if it's a masonry chimney, you probably have a clay flue liner. Is that correct? Yes, it is. All right, and then so the space between the clay flue liner and the outside edge of the brick chimney, that has to have a concrete cap on it. And and that should be sloped away from the flue liner to the outside edge. It can't have any cracks or holes or gaps in it. And very often you have to caulk it if that does develop around the flue liner as well as through the, the, the cracks. The second place that chimneys typically leak is at their intersection with roofs. And unfortunately, roofers have almost universally lost uh, the skill set that would have uh, would, would, that would have enabled them to be able to flash this joint properly between the chimney and the roof because the proper way to do this is with a two-piece flashing system where you have a base flashing that goes underneath the roof shingle and up against the side of the chimney then counter flashing which is carved into the mortar joint folds over the outside edge of the chimney and also over the base flashing and the reason that sort of two-piece design is important is because chimneys are always moving and roofs are always moving and they don't move together and so this is sort of a, um, a slip joint so to speak where they can actually move and shift with the wind and the heat and the rain and the expansion and contraction without actually breaking down. So I would look at those two areas. And then I'll just give you one other tip. If you have a roof where there's a lot of water running down before it hits the base of the chimney, in a situation like that, what you want to do is put a diverter um, on the roof midway to kind of short-circuit some of the water that's running down towards the chimney and run it around the chimney, and that will just simply re- uh, reduce the volume of water that's getting in there and potentially leaking through into your house. Uh, this has got a flat metal top over the top of the chimney, you know, that mostly keep the rain from coming down the chimney, but right. I haven't really looked at the flue liner up there. I, that's a good point. Yep. Take a careful look, Joe, okay? Okay. All righty. Thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Kathleen in Illinois on the line, and she's got a question about a vaulted ceiling. What can we do for you? I'm calling about a renovation project that we are trying to do on a three-season sun porch. And it's uh, like a 12 by 27 room. We did tackle doing... uh, window replacement by ourselves and we managed to do that. They're vinyl clad windows, the tilt-in kind and everything. But the ceiling right now is like 12 inch tiles that are like, they seem to be glued up to the ceiling. They're not on a grid system, you know, they're just up there. And we want to put um, faux tin ceilings. And we're wondering if that's a project that we could tackle or is that something best left to professionals or, um, you know, we're looking for your advice. The, we had some um, damage from rain on the roof and we've had the roof replaced. But I even, like, painted over where the water stains were with that Zuzer stain stop. And um, you can still see the, you know, it, it did not cover it. So we need to change the ceiling. Hey, you know, they make these tiles that are a drop ceiling type of a tile that looks just like tin. Have you seen those, Kathleen? Yes, we have. And we thought that those were very cool. And we didn't know, like, do you think just like, um, you know, liquid nails or something to put it up over these existing tiles? What's underneath the tiles? Uh, plywood sheathing? I don't 
I know. It, it feels really solid, you know, when, I, when you push out. I would try to figure out what's underneath it. You could take some pieces of the old tiles apart, see how thick that is. I would prefer to have a mechanical attachment like a, like a, a staple or something like that than just simply the glue. The glue's okay. I mean, I would use liquid nails and something else. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. Exactly. And you, and you don't think it would like, you know, I don't want it to look uneven. You know how they, you see sometimes those grid systems where the tiles kind of, you know, droop and swoop and look. No, if it's done really well, it looks great. I mean, we've seen them at really high-end decor uh, showrooms where you, you have some really upscale decorating done, and they look fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project, Kathleen, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Got Midas calling in from Las Vegas with a floor problem. What's going on? Making a transition with uh, three-foot ceramic tiles to carpet, and um, I'm stumping my toe. Is there any solution I can get to make that transition better so it's not so sharp? Well, that sounds painful, stubbing your toe all the time. I think the solution is very simple here. What you need, Midas, is called a floor saddle or a threshold. And they come in different sizes and shapes. And in your case, when you have one section of flooring that's higher than the other, some of the thresholds are available where they're sort of notched, right? So one side's thicker than the other. So you put the thick side on the low portion of the floor, and then the thinner side sort of overlaps the high portion, which sounds to me like in your case, it's the tile. So a saddle transition is definitely what you need. If you have an unusual situation where maybe you can't find the molding that fits it exactly, there's another way to go about this, and that is that you buy one saddle that's the exact same thickness as the floor you're trying to come up to, Put it up, like butt it up against that edge, and then take another piece of, of uh, saddle material, which is sort of sloped down on both sides, and then cover the seam. So it's like a two-part transition. But either way, that will definitely solve the problem here. It's just a, another detail of the flooring project that wasn't done the first time, but it's a really easy fix. So good luck with it. Well, if your drains get clogged, fixing them can seem like an expensive hassle that often involves plumbers, but they don't have to be all that complicated to free up. Yeah, so first, when a clog happens, most people will reach for a chemical cleaner to clear a drain. So will that work? Yeah, sometimes, but frankly, not always. The chemicals also will sit in a pipe, and it can kind of help to rot it out. And those chemicals should never be used if you're on a septic system because you're going to kind of mess with the septic system's ability to break down waste. And, of course, they're very dangerous if you splash them on your skin or in your eyes. So I have occasionally used chemicals. I will admit that there are some times when it made sense to me when I had a deep clog that I couldn't reach and I wanted something just to sit in there overnight, but I do it very carefully. But generally, you got to be real careful. I think people overuse them way too much. Yeah, and you have to pick the right one for your system as well. Otherwise, it's not going to do anything. Now, plungers, they're another option, but surprisingly, a lot of people use them incorrectly. With the plunger, guys, the goal is to pull the clog up not push it down. So you do this by pressing the plunger down tight against the bottom of the bowl and then yank up sharply to pull that clog free. By pulling the clog back into the bowl, you're actually avoiding pushing it further down the trap inside the toilet, which does get smaller as you go and tends to clog more easily. Now, if you want to try to snake out the drain, you can use what's called a hand snake. They come in a wide variety of sizes. You feed them down. It's usually like a spring-like coil. You feed it down the drain directly into the trap, which is mostly where these 
clogs are going to sit most of the time. And then you twist it a few times, you pull it out, and usually that will free it up. I also want you guys to know that there's a snake design that is just for clogs, just for hair clogs in tubs and and, and showers. I have used this for years um, when we had tenants that had long hair. When my daughter was in college with three female roommates, the, clog, the drains were always clogging up. I would always buy these snakes that like kind of look like a comb with sort of bristles on both sides of it. It's usually 12 or 15 inches long. And all you do is slip it down the drain, pull it right back up. It will go through the smallest obstructions and drains, and it pulls up all the hair in clots. And it's only about five bucks. So you can't go wrong. So look for that type of flexible snake design. And if these methods don't work, or you just don't know where the clog is, because sometimes it can get pushed way down the line, then you probably need to turn to a drain cleaning service. Among the tools of the trade that they carry are drain cameras, and they can pinpoint the exact spot where the drain is, and they can also tell you if maybe the problem is down the line like a broken waste pipe. Sometimes that happens, or roots from trees that come in. Sometimes that happens as well, and the drain cameras can spot that. But there are other things to try first that will save you some time, some money, and some aggravation, and get things flowing, hopefully, quickly. All right, now we've got calling in from Money Pit Territory. We've got Diane from New Jersey who's got a question for heating up a home. Diane, how can we help you? Yes, and thank you. I love your show, and I think I realize most people, when they call their house a money pit, even though that's a bad word. (laughs) Well, for us, Diane, it's a term of endearment. You know, know, we love our homes, even though they can be money pits, and we're here to kind of help take the pain away. So how can we help you with your house? What's going on? My mom is 89 years old, and every year she's cold, and she doesn't want to put on the heater because higher because it'll take too much money. So I got um, determined, and last winter I insulated. It's a split-level home, so I insulated uh, the basement, and I, I, I painted the walls, the cement walls. And yet she's still cold. So I'm wondering, what is it? Well, how much insulation do you have in the attic of mom's house? There is a plank where you walk, and on either side of the plank, it is insulated. It was done by a modular home company, so maybe it's not the best. Because here's the thing: if you're going to play, if you're going to pick one space in a house to insulate, you need to you need to pick the attic. Oh. Because heat rises, and that's where you get most of your heat loss. Okay. So I, I would take a look at that attic. And in New Jersey, you need to have 15 to 20 inches easy of insulation, of fiberglass insulation. So I, you, most homes need additional insulation, and you can add that by adding unfaced fiberglass bats, not, not with the paper or the foil type of face, but just plain old raw fiberglass bats, and you lay them perpendicular to the insulation you have right now. And that's the single most effective way to reduce your heating costs and improve your comfort. All right. Okay. Good luck, Diane. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, do you guys like tools? We do. And if you do, you'll be happy that we've got a great one to give away today. Yeah, we've got up for grabs a pneumatic brad nailer from Arrow Fastener, plus a whole supply of nails to get you started. It really is a great tool for some small trim and interior molding projects, which are definitely a DIY project. It's easy to handle. It's durable. Reloading those nails is super simple. Plus, it features a non-marring rubber tip. So whatever you're working on, you're not going to mark it up as you're getting ready to fire that nail in. And it has a safety mechanism that's going to prevent misfire. So it's definitely a great tool to have. It's worth 55 bucks. You can find it at Walmart, Amazon, even Ace Hardware. But... One of you lucky listeners out there is going to win one today. Make that you. Pick up the phone and give us a call at one eight 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 Money Pit.
Well, if you guys like the garden, we do too. And we grow herbs in our garden as well as veggies. And I recently learned that there are a number of medicinal benefits associated with some of the herbs we grow. Now, that wasn't why we grew them, but for us, it was kind of like an added benefit. It was a really fun topic to learn about. Yeah, you know, it really does make sense because natural plant products and home remedies have been used throughout history for a lot of purposes. Sage, for example, was used as a detoxifier and to clear negative energy, as well as a remedy for spasms, cuts, bruises, even abdominal cramping. Now, sage also makes a very refreshing tea, and it's another exceptional healing plant that's very easy to grow. Another, guys, is turmeric. Now, it's frequently included in curry dishes, but has many medical and health benefits, including treatments for pain that's caused by arthritis and also stomach issues and headaches. Now, here's an Italian favorite. We love to cook with garlic, and it's super easy to grow. But when it's chopped, smashed, or chewed, it actually releases sulfur compounds that can aid digestive problems, help you fight colds, reduce blood pressure, and improve cholesterol. However, there is one thing it won't improve, and that's your breath. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Although, if you're around vampires, it's totally a go. Now, finally... There's lavender. Now, it's not just a beautiful purple plant. Lavender can actually help you fall asleep. It reduces stress and anxiety. It even improves blood circulation and can relieve pain. Now, while gardening itself has a lot of health benefits, it's nice to know that we have all these natural remedies growing right at home. To help put together a detailed list of plants that provide these kinds of benefits, it's on moneypit.com. Just search for 11 easy-to-grow herbal medicines for garden fresh healing, and you'll know what maybe you want to start planting in your garden. Heading on over to Minnesota, where Mercedes is having some roofing issues. What's going on at your Money Pit? Well, I had uh, roofing put on a few years ago, and uh, they nailed it in the valleys instead of on the ridges. Oh, okay. And then now that it has rained these, you know, quite a bit in between, then my uh, paint in my kitchen ceiling is uh, peeling off and the sheetrock is wet because of the moisture coming in. So basically it's leaking through the metal valleys? Yes. Because there's holes in those valleys, Mercedes? Yes, in the valleys. So obviously that wasn't done right, and so you have really two choices. Uh, you can either replace that valley flashing, and that's a project, you know, because the, the metal roof has to be loosened up to get the new valley underneath it. Or what you could do is silicone caulk those holes and hope for the best. You know, silicone, you'll probably get a, a good couple of years out of that, but you may have to do it again. Well, now, I wonder, did you hear about this product that uh, they put an undercoat on a metal roof to repair it, and then they put an Second coat over the top of that? No, and I don't know how you get an undercoat on a metal roof that's already down. So metal roofs have been around for for over 100 years, and they're super durable roofs. But the problem is that a lot of times the contractors don't have the skill set to properly construct them and properly repair them. If they're installed properly, then they can last indefinitely and be leak-free. It sounds like there were some errors made in the installation of your roof, and so you have a kind of decide now whether you want to take this apart and fix those errors or just continue to explore opportunities for patching. If it was me, I would try to disassemble it and replace that flashing because it, it's going to be a sore spot moving forward, not only with water, but also you're going to have ice dams that will form there in your you know, part of the country. The water will get behind it, and that can also work its way into the roof. Okay, Mercedes, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Margie in Maine dropped us an email, and she says that she wants a recommendation on air conditioning. Margie, I don't blame you. It is crazy hot this summer. Well, Margie writes... <laughs> 
In our area, it's been a particularly hot summer, so we're looking at cooling options. Do you recommend central air conditioning, or could we get away with window units? So, I mean, I think both Leslie and I have come from the window unit side of things because we own old houses that didn't have air conditioning, central air in them when we purchased the homes. And, you know, there's advantages to having window units because they're convenient, they're portable. They, they can be a little bit more expensive to run than a central air conditioning system. And you'll definitely find they're not as efficient. Uh, central air conditioning system, great investment. It uh, definitely would add value to your house whereas a window unit would not because it's a, it's a portable appliance. And then there's also a version of air conditioning called split ductless that both Leslie and I have in our homes for, for similar reasons. I have one room in the house that's on the southwest corner where my office is, and uh, the central air conditioning system is kind of far away from it. So, you know, in July and August right now, it gets really hot in here, so we run a split ductless. And Leslie, you use yours in your basement, right? Yeah, and you know what? I almost never even have it on cooling. I just use it to dehumidify, and it keeps the basement, like, super comfortable, really dry, not overly dry, but, like, appropriately with the right moisture level, and cool as a cucumber. It's fantastic. So I guess, Margie, what I would say is if you're planning on selling your home and the, and the value of your home is important to you, central air conditioning is going to give you the best ROI. But if you're just trying to slug it out when it gets really nasty and hot, then why not just buy a couple of extra portable air conditioning units, stick them in the windows, and you, know, you won't spend that much money on it, but you'll get through that worst part of summer. All right. Good luck, Margie. Stay cool. Now we've got one from Sarah, and Sarah says she loves to cook outside, but after a couple of months of heavy grilling, her gas grill needs an extreme makeover of its own. Do we have any <laughs> tips for mid-season grill cleaning? Didn't you just do this? Oh, my gosh. I just did this, and I realized that I probably didn't clean it at the end of last season, nor oh. really clean it at the beginning of this season. So, like, you know, just last week as I was cooking, I was like, wow, this looks really nasty. So the next day, I mean, I, I took the whole sort of inner workings apart. I took the grills off. I guess that's what you call them, the grill grates. And I soaked them in soapy water. I gave them a nice cleaning. Inside, I removed the lava rock, or maybe you have a ceramic or a briquette or something like that. And I cleaned those with the wire brush. And I sort of cleaned everything out inside the grill itself, like with the scraper and the cleaner. And I washed it all out, made sure nothing was leaking along the gas lines. And the grill looks fantastic. I mean, I was almost to the point where I was like, maybe I should just throw it out, get another one. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? When you're all done, uh, what you want to do is mix a 50-50 solution of liquid dishwashing soap and water to check for gas leaks. You just brush this on all the lines and all the connections. And if there's any gas leaking out, it'll bubble up and you'll see that and it'll be a lot safer. So good idea to do it. Plus, I think your food will taste a lot better. And now it's, I know it's safe to go to dinner at your house again, too, Leslie. <laughs> yeah, it's safe. Come over. Grill is clean. And Sarah, you'll just feel way better about cooking. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, guys, thank you so much for spending this part of your day with us. We hope we've given you some ideas, some tips to get the projects done that you want to tackle around your house. If you're thinking about a project for the future, you know, fall's a great home improvement season because it cools off and get a lot of stuff done when it's really comfortable to work inside or out. And you don't know where to begin. I want to remind you that you can reach us 24-7 with that 888-MONEY-PIT phone number or by posting questions at moneypit.com. If we're not in the studio when your call or message comes through, we promise we will call you back the next time we are. But until then, I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. 
Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.